The Washington Commanders fall 29 to 26, a field goal as time expires to the Seattle Seahawks. We've got your instant reaction. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Ref the District's Instant Reaction. I'm Nathan Perry. That's the stoner or Ref the District here on the Believe Network. And stoner, the Washington Commanders fall 29 to 26 on the day to Seattle Seahawks. They at least covered the spread. They were nearly a full touchdown dog to this. And you would have known better or made some money if you would have gone to bet online and use the code believe to get yourself a welcome bonus so make sure you go on and do that maybe at least pick up your spirits a little bit as washington just falling short here and you waste a couple of good good fourth quarter drives from your young qb yeah and it just ends up not mattering and it and and it's frustrating on a day where your defense gives up 400 yards and it's frustrating when the offense in the beginning doesn't get things going it's frustrating when you're first you're you we open up four plays in scoring a wonderful brian robinson touchdown catch Mm -hmm. miss the opening extra point yeah why can't washington put it together stone i don't know i mean the easy answer is just to say coaching jack del rio ron rivera they're just they're not winners in terms of coaching. That's that's an easy answer, but man, it's you're right. It is so frustrating because on one hand, we found something that we haven't had around here in a decade or close to a decade, whatever you want to say. We finally found our quarterback. We've been searching forever. We had the record of how many different quarterbacks that have gone through there in the last five, six, seven, eight years since Cousins left. We finally got that. And now we don't have everything else, all the other pieces, it seems. And that comes down to mismanagement of a roster, mismanagement on game day from the coaching, and so on and so forth. And that's what's really frustrating. Because Sam Howell did everything he possibly could in this game. And he deserved a lot better than what ended up happening in a 29 to 26 loss. He played his butt off. He had the one turnover when, by the way, he was running and extending the play and fighting his ass off to try and win for this team. And it's just, it's not good enough because you got that part. Now you don't have everything else. And it's always something. It's always yeah. something. This was kind of a must win for Washington as it would keep pace with the rest of the NFC. And this is an important tiebreaker down the road in case Seattle who had did not look great. Didn't even look good. I know they put up 400 yards against Washington. Almost 500, almost 500, but they don't really look good. Yeah. It's just how bad Washington looked. Yeah. They, they, they made Washington look bad. They did. I don't think it was Washington that was, uh, you know, they weren't making Seattle look bad. Uh, Seattle was is not a great team. They're they're better than some of the teams that we've lost to before. They're better than Chicago. They're better than the Giants, but they're not very good. They're not going to go very far if they make the playoffs, and which they probably will in a weak NFC. But Washington did so many things wrong, especially in that fourth quarter. How many fourth quarters is this now that this defense is just getting carved up? 
both Philadelphia games. What are we, um, four and six? Sounds like 10 quarters Washington's defense has been <laughs> getting carved up this year. Yeah, I mean, it's it's this fourth quarter has been such a bugaboo for the defense, and they did so many things wrong those last two drives that Seattle had, the one that they uh, scored the touchdown on, and then, of course, the field goal to win it. I mean, they did whatever they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And we as fans are sitting here watching and going, it's inevitable. We know what's going to happen because this defense is just not good enough. And to have uh, Benjamin St. Juice, who we like, we think is a good player, but to have him out there one-on-one against DK Metcalf three, four, five times in a row, whatever it was, it was inevitable. DK Metcalf, greater than sign Benjamin St. Juice. It's not even close. How, how much do you think that we – on our our play by play and commentary, thought that that was a bad pass interference call. Yeah, it okay. was, and that was Benjamin St. Juice against DK Metcalf. How much? I don't think it affected the outcome of the game. I'm not trying to point towards that. I mean, it was sure. a factor in it, sure, but it mm-hmm. wasn't like a tipping point. It wasn't the reason why they lost or anything like that. Yeah, but how much does that play into Benjamin St. Juice's head? as that game continues because he knows that if he gets too tight in coverage against DK Metcalf, they're going to throw the flag. No, I don't think it really played, uh, played a factor. And in fact, it might've been the very next play where he had a a knockdown where he was all over Metcalf. Mm -hmm. But I just think it was just simply DK Metcalf is just a good wide receiver and he's a lot better than Benjamin St. Juice. And I think you could have put, if it was Tyler Lockett, I think if it was Jackson, it was Smith open all day. Yeah. Tyler Lockett it, was open all day. Yeah. It wouldn't have mattered who was out there one-on-one on the outside against Benjamin St. Juice. They were going to win. if he had no help, if he had no linebackers underneath because they're blitzing, he, he didn't have anybody in the middle to help out. It was inevitable if they were going to go to those types of throws and they did it on uh, a couple of plays. And I mean, it moved him right down the field that, that last drive that they had, that Seattle had when they got the winning field goal, I mean, it was easy. It was just mm-hmm. way too easy to just keep throwing it. Walking down the field. Yeah. Now, it, you mentioned it, it was sad. You, you mentioned the coaches uh, kind of needing to, to shoulder the blame here. It oh, was yeah, so bad, time. Stoner, that Mark Sanchez, Mark mm-hmm. Sanchez was on the broadcast talking about how Sam Howell was being done in by poor clock management. Really? Yes. I didn't hear that. Yeah. Yeah. That's how bad the, the coaching has been is that they get Mark Sanchez to get mm-hmm. to rag on, on him, on them. And, and then Ron Rivera gets up to the podium and I know we don't, Ron does the coach speak thing. He just says what he has to say and then tries to get off. Yeah, I'm trying to make sense. Help me make sense of what he's saying here when he's asked about not going for two. Okay, Mm -hmm. this is a coach who is documented as being a gambler. River Riverboat Run. It's his Twitter handle. He Mm -hmm. said how important just a few years ago how going for two on the road, especially when you're underdogs, is important late in the game. Yeah, to do that, and yet twice this season he hasn't done it. The first game against the Eagles. He said he didn't do it because the offense was tired. I asked you on the play-by-play, what was going to be the excuse this time? Yeah. You said you didn't know. Well, here it is, Stoner. Ron Rivera gets up in the media, and he says he didn't go for two 
because there's just too much time on the clock for Seattle to score. What does that mean? What does that mean? Well, there's too much time for them to score. So what? Whether the score is 27-26 or 26-26 or you're down 26-25 because you didn't convert the two-point conversion. What does that have to do with there being too much time for Seattle to score? That makes no sense. And usually I don't I don't listen to what Ron has to say because he does have to speak and you're asking him impossible questions to answer no matter what he says is going to be wrong. But that doesn't make sense. If he had just said something like, I I just didn't think my offense could have done it or my whatever. But to say something that just doesn't make sense has no bearing. I don't know. Well, yeah. let's be clear, though. It would not have changed the outcome of the game because Seattle still would have won all it's, things yeah, being yeah. equal. They would have won twenty nine twenty seven, and maybe that's what he's trying to say. It was just like if we would have gone for two, they still had all the time to be able to drive down and get a field goal. the The difference, though, right, is like if you can, if you believe in your defense, because he didn't say this. This is what he needs to say: We believed our defense was going to get a stop. It could be bold faced yeah. lie. You just gave up five hundred, nearly five hundred yards, right? right? But at least say that. Right. At least tell us, well, we we wanted the defense to get a stop. Even that doesn't make any sense, starter, because then if yeah. you believe your defense is going to get a stop, you might as well try to get huh. that extra extra point in the win. But yeah. he doesn't say that. He says they got too much time on the clock. To score. To score. What, what does that have to do with whether you're going for one or going for two? But, Nathan, you know I'm a big believer in kind of the psychological aspect of the game. I believe that there is something kind of in the back of your head uh, in the back of your brain or whatever that, um, you know, can be a difference in the course of a game. If he had gone for two and they had all this momentum and this good feeling and everything after you scored that huge touchdown and you're feeling good. Oh, my coach, he's, he believes in us. We're going for two. We're going to win this game. And then you go out and you do it. Maybe Seattle doesn't come down and kick that field goal to win the game. Just because maybe there's that extra gear that your team has, and that's you're not that's on kind the back foot, right? You're not on the back not, foot yeah. when you do that, right? Yeah. You're the aggressor. You're the one right. who's dictating. And, right. And what doesn't make sense to me is I was very pro go for two, and this isn't hindsight, okay? This isn't me looking like oh we should have gone for two again. The field goal was going to win regardless, right? Of what the outcome was, but to me. You had the momentum going there. You drove sure downfield. Did. You had just a beautiful pass and catch of, you know, from from college teammates. We've been mm-hmm. waiting for that to happen, Stoner. Yeah. From Sam Howe to Deami Brown. We finally get it. He runs in there. And you have you have this excitement. Go for it. Yeah. Even yep. hesitate. Make it, make it like make it like it's a time down and just make everyone line up right then and there. Yeah, I I agree. And and look, it's one thing it's it's over in terms of the season is over okay in, in terms of making the playoffs i'm i know mathematically it's not and i'm not about tanking or anything cuz who knows maybe you win 6 in a row at the end here or they 4 and 7 in a row that's not going to happen but you know what i'm saying you still go for it season's over but also what's over nathan hmm. the wondering of whether or not you have your quarterback of the future. That question is over. You have your quarterback of the future right there, right now. Don't ruin him. Keep 
working with him week in and week out, keep having him go out there and making plays like that. He does it in the fourth quarter. He does it in the third quarter. He does it in the second, in the first, whatever. He's getting beat up. He's fumbling. He's throwing interceptions. It doesn't matter. That dude's a winner. That dude goes out there and he fights all the time. And I just want to kind of bring that positive into it, that the season is lost, but now it's time when you start figuring out, okay, who's going to be the coach? Who's going to be the GM? Who's Who are you going to pick up in the offseason in terms of uh, free agents and drafting? The one thing you don't have to worry about now is the most important position, and that's the quarterback. And finally, at least we can say that. Let's not ruin him now here in the last seven games of the year. Just keep developing him. That seems to be a common sentiment between you and a lot of other fans, Stoner, is mm-hmm. this might have been the best outcome from Washington. No, Losing. not outcome. No, don't don't put words in my mouth there. I didn't say the best outcome. <laughs> no. Well, all right. No, the no, no. sentiment I'm seeing right now okay. is go. that people think this could have been the best outcome for Washington. You lose a tight game. You yeah. continue to see Sam Howell developing, showing that he has the skill sets that you want to see in your QB of the future, but your draft position isn't falling backwards. It's going up to the top. And that's what people want. We're not pro tankers. You mentioned that we don't want to tank it. I hate hearing that Washington season is done here at four and six. You win, you win next week against the giants here, five and six, you surprise the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. You're six and six, probably not happening. They just put up a huge game against the Giants. But I I just I I don't know. I'm 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 a howler. I'm I like what I'm seeing. I think that he's gonna continue developing. I like all that and whatnot. So I'm not trying to say don't take away the positive stoner of having Sam Howe as the guy, mm-hmm. but I don't I see what ha- CJ Stroud is doing. And I'm not comparing mm-hmm. CJ Stroud to Sam Howe, but I am going to compare this, those teams. Who in the world is on the Houston team, talent-wise, mm-hmm. compare it to what Washington has? Sure. CJ Stroud continues to win games, upset, knocked us out of our survival pool, for goodness mm-hmm. sake. Yeah. And he he looks like he's going to be good for a whole decade there for Houston. Mm-hmm. Sam Howe looks good and plays darn good football for Washington, but they can't put together games. If that's coaching, fine. I mean, you have Arizona playing hard, and everyone thought they they were going to be one of the worst teams. Mm-hmm. They get Kyler Murray back, and now they might be in the playoff hunt. You got Minnesota, who is down to a quarterback they traded for midseason just to be able to fill a gap because Kirk Cousins out. They're playing inspired football. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's the coaches. Maybe that's, that's going to be enough. But it, it just, it, I really wonder if Washington continues to pile up the losses, even if they find their QB, is that going to be enough next season? Is that going to be enough to start turning things around? I don't want it like this is supposed to be centric on the Seahawks game. And, and maybe it is, Stoner. Maybe it all just gets magically better by removing some of the, of the coaching staff. But I don't even know who – I want Sam Howe to be successful, and if you give him a new offensive coordinator, mm, that that's not going to help him be be successful, right? Sure. But do you give him Eric Bieniemy? A lot of people are calling for Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy had three three-and-outs to end, this, end the second uh, quarter, to mm-hmm. end the half. 
They looked abysmal in the first half. They put up 12 yeah. points. Yeah. So I just don't know that. I don't know that there's anybody here because of this game. You give up nearly 500 yards. Your offense, they put up 26 points, Stoner. That's fine. Mm-hmm. That's better than they were doing last year. But Seattle's letting teams score 21 points. So you really didn't do anything more than what they had been doing all season. This isn't a good Seattle defense. And it took way too long for them to get the the ball rolling. You were screaming at them to run the ball, and they didn't do it until the fourth quarter. Right, 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 right. Well, I'm not sure what you're trying to say in terms of Sam Howell. Are you trying to say that it doesn't matter that you have Sam Howell, that there's no hope? Yeah. No, I, I say that I don't understand, Stoner, how losing is good for him. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not. I don't it's, understand that. And that's what not. that's what people seem to want right now. Sam Howe played good. It's like my it's like fantasy football. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like you're you got a guy on the opposite side of your favorite team. You're like, well, yeah, that guy put up 300 yards, but uh, hey, we at least got the W, right? So it's just like that's kind of what we're wishing for is we're wishing for all this this bad stuff to happen, which is losing. Yeah, but it's like, hey, at least my guy, he, you know, he put up, uh, sure. he put up big numbers, and I just yeah. don't get it. I just don't get it. Well, I don't think it's, I don't, I think you're maybe sliding away from what some people are saying. So I think what people are basically saying, Nathan, is that okay, that sucked. That whole thing sucked. The season is basically lost. But the most important part of what we're going to do in the future is here. Sure. So we have that's that. not what so they're saying, not, though. They're literally saying that it's good for us to lose. Okay. Well, as long as Sam Howell plays well, that's what they're saying. And I just right, don't well, get it. I got no problem calling people out. That's they're dumb if they say that. I just because don't get you it. can get players anywhere, anyhow, any any level of the draft. You don't have to have a top five draft pick in order to be a good good football team. Yeah. There are teams that year after year after year pick low and are still a good football team because they have a quarterback. How many and there are teams that draft high year after year after year? How, that how many nowhere. offensive linemen have people pointed to that they're like, oh, well, Washington could have taken them if they didn't take this guy in the second, or Washington mm-hmm. could have had this guy if they didn't take this one in the third. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a whole handful of them. Now we got five right. top picks. Win some games, play some inspired ball. I guarantee you this, Stoner, especially if they continue losing games like they did to the Seahawks here, 29 to 26, no one at the end of the season is going to go, oh, well, you know, this was a good commander's team. They lost some close games, right? And then next year they're going to be like, this team's going to turn the tide because they got Sam Howe. What they're going to say is this team is still bad, but hey, they have a good quarterback, so they might surprise people and win some games, and they'll probably put the over-under again at six and a half games. Hmm. Will still okay. be a bad team with a good quarterback. Well, you don't know that. You don't know that because you're going to have different coaching and you're going to have different front office and you're going to have different players. I mean, you can look back to history and you can say, this is what happens in this franchise. But, but every year is different. Every team is different. You just never know. But you do know this. The one thing you do know is if you don't have a quarterback, you can't win. No, absolutely. I want them to turn the corner, though, Stoner. Right. They should, Eventually, be, they should be winning these games. These games shouldn't be close losses. 
Correct. Okay. 100%. We are not a good enough team, Sam Howell being him or not, to win football games right now. They are a bad team. We came into this, this season thinking, hey, we might be able to do something. If Sam Howell is the quarterback, this team should be able to make the jump. Well, guess what? Sam Howell's the quarterback, and they're not making the jump. Mm-hmm. You're they're right. a bad team. Losing right. 29 to 26, you had the advantage. Seahawks didn't see their first lead of the game until the third quarter, mm-hmm. and you lose this game. Your quarterback fights extra hard. Even that fumble that he had didn't cost you anything. Right. Okay, The defense actually held that time. Mm-hmm. It's just garbage, Stoner. It's just it, garbage. It is, and and. It is crazy also that we were just talking a week ago about how, uh, you know, we're looking at playoffs and we're, and, you know, we're all giddy and everything. This week was Sam Howell going to save Ron Rivera's job? (laughs) Right. No. Well, yeah, but we knew that it kind of in the back of our head. You and I knew that. You and I knew that. Some people are like, hey, Ron Rivera could get his, his, he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Del Rio's gone. Now the question's going to be about the enemy, and I'll be completely honest. I'm okay if he's gone too, but he might end up keeping that job. But if you're Eric Bieniemy, I don't know why you would want to stay on as offensive coordinator and then have a new head coach come in. And That doesn't make a lot of sense either. Making him head coach, I don't know how you do that after only one year. Whatever. We'll deal with all that at the end of the year. But I put, a, I put some of this... I'm going to get killed for this, Nathan. I put a lot of this loss on Eric Bieniemy. I'm sorry. I do. He just continues to refuse to run the ball. And the last couple of weeks, it's been all about the short passing game, the all these screens and everything. And he had a few here, but it was just, again, it was constantly dropping back, dropping back, dropping back time after time. 47 dropbacks to 14 runs, Nathan. And of those 14 runs, um, only 12 of them were designed runs. So you had 47 dropbacks to 12 runs in a game that you were either ahead or tied in or within one score the entire game. That's unacceptable. And I and I also I'm tired of hearing people say that the uh the short passing game is an extension as long as you're maintaining the, the ball and keeping possession that time of possession the field. Mm-hmm. running the ball is not the same. You get different results by running the ball. And all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, they decided to start running the ball out of under center, sometimes with a fullback, but you always had a back. And when that back gets the ball going forward, it's totally different than when you're running out of shotgun and he gets it standing still. And they were successful with it. Nathan, they ended up with 68 yards rushing on 14 carries. That's five yards a carry. The problem is not that they can't run the ball. The problem is they won't run the ball. Yeah. That Eric Milhouse Binnemi Jr. Got to watch our live streams to uh, catch in on those jokes there. And those are a lot of fun. Today was a lot of fun right up to the end. The score didn't go Washington's way, 29 to 26 they lose on the road. They'll be back home next week against the Giants. We'll have all that for you this week. Make sure you check out our day after reckoning. We'll sleep on this. See if we're still angry tomorrow. 
and that'll come out on Monday. Flagship on Wednesday. We've got your preview going to be coming out on Saturday for the New York Giants side. But I'm Nathan Perry. That's the Stoner Word Believe presented to you by Bet Online. Until next time. Spoiler alert. We'll still be mad tomorrow. Be a fan. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.